Welcome to The Foundry, where leaders are forged daily. Each week we investigate themes of leadership, entrepreneurship, and mindset with some of the greatest minds in real estate. And now, the data scientist of real estate, George Roberts. Welcome back, entrepreneurs. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Madeline Yao, founder of Intrara LLC, which in 2019, she created with her business partner, Ryan Dumas. They both operate apartments, self-storage, as well as Flex Industrial. She is a general partner on over 1,000 units and over $150 million assets under management. Madeline also focuses on helping operators generate leads to increase revenue and occupancy. She has generated over $3 million in revenue for her many multifamily clients across the United States. And with that, I would like to welcome you to the show, Madeline. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be in your show. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm very excited to have you. I'm little low energy today. I think that uh, I got sick over the weekend. So I brought my <laughs> life-sized avatar so people can remember, this is what I look like when uh, when I had my full energy, but we're doing it. We're going to make it happen. It's the new year and entrepreneurs, we just make things happen. We sure do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's give our audience an opportunity to get to know you. Who is Madeline Yao? Well, um, I'm actually originally from Rochester, New York, um, moved to Orlando about 27 years ago. So I've been in Orlando for a long time, love real estate, been working in real estate since 2004. So um, just that's my background with um, real estate. Um, and my background is real estate and marketing. So um, I kind of like my whole focus is that and it's been a, a an opportunity within the multifamily where I'm able to use my degrees and my passion within the within the industry that I'm in, which is multifamily. So um, I'm a mom. I have a 20 year old. Um, yeah, been in. Um, we love act um, outdoor stuff. Definitely love um, to enjoy the nature. It just helps in creativity. But just a down down to earth um, woman, a faithful. You know, I basically my whole my whole life is, is, is God. I love Jesus with all my heart and just, you know, I just want to help people. I love really, um, just helping people in the real estate industry as rentals and just helping them find a place and just giving them a community. That's literally one of my, um, my passions in life. And it started since 2004. So it's really amazing where that journey has taken me today in 2024 being part of so many um, awesome teams and just working in different communities increasing occupancy and just helping them just bring their residents in um in a, in, a, in a great community you know renovate and just kind of bring bring that lifestyle that you know that we all want when we rent and we look for a home so that's just a little bit about myself that's perfect. I think that's a great way to start because I believe you did start out as a leasing agent, correct? So you, I did. you, you have a lot of experience getting places leased up. As I understand, you really loved it. Then you went back, you got your degree, right? You got your degree in marketing and uh, digital marketing. So just uh, more of the same. Yeah, I actually started when um, I just had my baby 
it's funny because back then there was no computers, you know, and I needed a job. I just had my son and I kind of just called a bunch of um, apartments and was asking them, hey, I need a job. Are you hiring? And I found a community um, literally like five minutes away where I lived, which is about 12 minutes where I'm at right now. And it was a 344 unit um, and uh, Bayshore Management. I'm not sure if they still um, are still a company, but um, they hired me and they just acquired the, the property. And it was like a low C property. You know, they had cops, they had robberies. I mean, they just what wasn't going on in that property when I started. And um, I just got hired as a leasing consultant. And I actually saw the whole like I saw them acquire I saw them take these units from you know 499 one bedroom 799 two bedrooms and I saw them renovate and I was the one that I was renting them and leasing them and I had the opportunity to just bring people um and lease them and I think I was there I was there for a year and I leased about 144 in in a whole year all by myself no internet just communication and just you know, getting to know the person's needs and interests and just building that relationship with the customer. And um, it was amazing. I really enjoyed finding homes when people needed to relocate or whatever situation that they were in. But in that community, it was mostly like students. They were going to like MMI and um, uh, different schools here in Central Florida. So I built a lot of great relationships with the residents. Um, and then I learned a lot in the process. So it's kind of crazy how I'm in the um, industry from 2004, now it's 2024, um, you just never know what you do in the past and how it can take you to the industry that you're in or, or, your, or, expense, or your experiences of what you're doing, how you can use that to work in the in this field if that's something, is, if it's in your passion. So never um, underestimate what you're doing because it can, it can come, it can come back, you know, in a, in a, and it'll be rewarding as well. Well, I know starting out with a class C minus property, that's not the easiest kind of property to take no. on, but but you, you obviously loved it. You kept with it. Police being called all the time. Wow. Yeah. A lot of, of yeah. What didn't I find there? We even had one guy that died in the, in his, um he died in his, um in the bathroom and then, you know, learning about when a resident dies in a unit, how you have to treat it, how you got, when you do your tours, how you have to tell the resident, you know, someone um died there and, you know, just the history and stuff. Cause you have to let, you got to be open to the next uh, customer. Um, but I learned a lot and I, I worked with someone that came from Miami. She was in the industry for a very long time. And um, it, it was really awesome to work with her. She was very professional. I learned so much. And um, I just lasted there for a year. She, of course, went to another property. And then after that, she wanted me to go with her. Um, they had bought two properties in Tampa. But my son was too young and I didn't want to go to Tampa. I was still in Orlando. I wanted to stay um, close to my mom. So um, I kind of like um, didn't take that opportunity. And then I stood here in Orlando. Um, and then I, you know, went back to school for, um, you know, my bachelor's, my, my marketing and, and it, but it was one of my passions. Like I love helping people, you know, find a place, you know, be happy. It's just, it's very rewarding when you're in that um, area of the industry, because those are the customers, right? They're the one who pays the bills. Well, that's huge. And I see you have a great focus on operations because really that's where you started out. I think a lot of people are just excited to raise capital and be at the front of the stage but uh, can you share with us some of your operating hacks? How do you keep your places high occupancy? 
So number one is marketing. Um, one of the things that has helped me and what I've seen in these uh, couple of years with property managers is that a lot of property managers, they have a lot on their plate. And then when I come into the game, I help them with the marketing. I help them, you know, qualify these leads and just help, you know, find out what they're looking for, when they're wanting to move in and really pushing the property manager. Hey, we need that unit as soon as possible and pushing those vacant units to be ready um, to get done quickly. So that aspect has helped me a lot with all my properties um, with Naples, with Alaska, with Charlotte and so on. Um, just because they have a lot. So I basically just focus on the leasing and the marketing and just kind of helping with the vacancies. You know, if you have a lot of vacancies, that's your revenue. So taking control of that, making sure we know how many units are available, which ones are ready to move in. And then when we're getting these leads, being on top of them, calling them like, right, you know, you don't want to wait. It's not a waiting game. You have to get on top of these people that are looking for an apartment because, I can give you an example. I have, I'm working with a property, uh, an operator now. And there's this lady that wanted to move in on the 16th. She's like, I need to move in on the 16th of December. And then this, the operator and his assistant took forever. And she went ahead and she moved into another property and that's $1,225, you know? So you could do the math times 12, you know, times three years. Cause that's usually how long they stay two years or three years. So, you know, when you're thinking about vacancies um, differently, you know, that will help the property manager get on the ball and get things rolling because that's where the money's coming. You just can't just sit back and wait. So we can't wait for, you know, having to call these um, people 72 hours or in four or five days, right? We have to call them in 24 hours. Like right when you get their inquiry is when you have to pick up the phone, text them, call them and make an appointment with them so they can tour your units. So that's one thing that has helped me with operation. And then um, I'm also getting into the renovation part with a, a few of my properties um, because I want to kind of go in before and see what the unit has. I want to kind of justify, do we need a lot of renovations? Can I rent these at a certain amount? Um, that way we're not spending a lot of money renovations and then also making sure that the contractor is doing their job and then staying on, on um, schedule so that we can actually market these units and get someone in there as soon as possible. So with um, one of my properties, I'm I'm actually um, heavy on that just because I've seen that we spend too much money on renovations and um, and contractors are not doing the right things and they're just um, cutting corners. So getting on that part will help me help the property manager lease these units faster. Plus it also helps us um, save money on the renovation side. Well, let's go back to your first point. You talked about marketing. So how are you helping your property manager market these properties? Is this Google ads or, or are you doing something else? So I do like um I do like everyone else a market I can do Facebook marketplace I can do syndication tools as well as um I can do landing page I've done landing pages I also um worked with where you have a landing page and I'm actually putting like a chat box um so that way the person is actually answering questions and then I get a text and then they're like you know they send me the information this person is looking for an apartment you know and then I can call them as fast as possible so I'm I use a little a little bit of everything. Well, yeah, that's great. And some of those tools you mentioned are free, like Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist is another one. It's just great to have your property out in many different places. And the other thing I'm hearing in your answer there is really building relationships, just like being a property manager is about 
building relationships with your community. Yeah. You have that rapport. You've done the job, right? You understand what it's like to sit in those shoes. And that also, I think, helps you to manage that relationship. Yeah. And um, it has and because I care, right? A lot of um, people that talk to me, they're like, oh my God, I've never talked to someone that truly cares or take time to talk to me. So like, you're going to have people that maybe can't qualify in your apartments and they might have like a felony or they might have like an apartment that they own. Instead of shutting them out, talk to them, give them advice. Hey, listen, you know, go do, you know, these are the, the three credit bureaus, maybe call them, find out if you could do like payment plans, find out, make sure that you're taking care of that because this is going to hinder you for the next apartment. Or right now we're not able to, you know, um, give you an apartment because of X, Y, and Z. So instead of just cutting people off and just saying, hey, you know, we're not going to help you. Let's be more resourceful. Let's help people out. Um, let's help the community, whether they're going to rent your home or not. Um, that's just, you know, give value. And believe me, people will truly appreciate that because not a lot of people take that time. I do. Uh, every person that I talk to, I treat them like they're one and like they're special and I help them out whether I can or not. They will always call me and be like, I don't, I can't rent right now, but I'm going to send a friend or I'm going to send a family member. So like that to me is everything is it's the customer. And like I said, that customer, our residents, that community that we're building is what's bringing and flourishing our investors pocket. So we want to make sure we take care of them, um, you know, as much as we can. And then I noticed time and time again, the great investors are the ones that learn from their mistakes. Do you tell us that you you had a property where the contractors were cutting corners, weren't really doing the right thing, and you're, you're taking that in hand? I think that's really huge. Anything else you want to say on that, Tack? Yeah, um, just, I, you know, the renovation is, is important. You know, that's where the CapEx, you know, where we're actually evaluating how much we want to put towards the unit, right? How much we want to, if we put X amount of money, how much money we're going to be making. But a lot of times we have so much things to do that sometimes that kind of falls under the cracks. And then when it's already renovated, we see things that are not done completely. So I'm taking control of that. I said, you know what, instead of, I don't want to see the unit fully renovated to say and approve it, right? Because they will send you pictures and they'll send you videos and they'll send you exactly what, what you want to see. And you're like, wow, it looks great. But it's a whole different story when you walk in, right? You see different types of fixtures. You see the black splash not done correctly. You see like little things that could be taken care of um, from the beginning. You know, it's a full package, right? When you're paying for a unit to get renovated. So for me to actually go and be in the process of, you know, be in that process, you know, when they take the, the, the keys, when they start renovating, being, building that relationship with them, making sure they know the timeline, making sure that, you know, that everything's being taken care of and then checking the boxes. They know that there's someone in the team taking control of that. And, um, I think for this following year, that's going to be a big, huge thing for my team and for our community, because we learned from, from last year we, you know, we lost money, we lost time with whether it's a vacant unit, whether they're, you know, taking too long for the unit or whether, you know, they're not doing the, they um, charge you a certain amount and then you go in and then you don't see the value there and it's already there. So you really can't do anything about it. Right. So that is where you and your team can actually cut 
um, your expenses with CapEx. You know, do we need the backsplash? Do we really need that to increase rents? Like evaluating everything you're doing, is that going to bring more money? So just analyzing everything that you guys are doing as time go by and while you're building your relationships with your team members and, and the people that you, you know, purchase this, this property with, you're going to learn different um, skills, people, different, you know, um, responses. You guys going to have different responsibilities and, um, and you start learning how to work together. And like, we have a really great dynamic within each other and we know we have each other's back in different areas. And we're very honest, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to be honest. You have to say, you know, I'm not going to do that. You know, I, I'm just, I don't have the time for this. So don't put me on that task or that responsible or, or for me to be responsible. So understanding your capacity and understanding your skills and what you can bring to the table, um, that helps the whole team to grow and um, to build stronger, to make things happen. So you guys can make more money. So what is one thing that you see syndicators in this business doing wrong? Operating. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, I like that answer. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like because I have the experience and I've seen, you know, I've been in, in the 344 unit and then I had another community. Um, it was taken by a company in Canada and it was the same thing. They acquired it, re renovated and I leased uh, 96 in, in six months like it was like so I, because I was in that aspect I saw a lot of things I saw good um, things that are good I say I saw things that could be better right so when I see operators most of them their background could be IT or it could be different um, industries that they can bring value so I'm not saying they can't bring value but when it comes to operating and having that one-on-one -on -one and that relationship with people, some of them lack. And that's because, you know, most of them are behind a computer and they don't have that interaction or, or take that. They're not in extrovert in a way. So I've worked with some operators that are extra or introvert, and then I will have to come in and help them with their properties. And it's just basically having that team person, you know, that teammate that you're working with. So that way you guys can level it like you guys can level each other. It's not a bad thing, but it's also you have to understand what your skills and what you can bring to the value. You, you're probably a person that's really organized. You love Excel. I love Excel. I love, you know, being being organized in that aspect. But because my background is sales and my background was talking to people and getting to know the person and building that rapport, I what I see is a lot of operators, they they kind of freeze and and sometimes they can't go forward and then when i come into the when i come into you know to the meeting or or into the puzzle i see it clearly as like oh this is easy you know all you need to do is just build relationships or just be you know be nice you know be kind like these are your customers you know so it's not hard but for some people because they've been in a certain industry and they they've done certain things for years when they come into this industry, they feel like it's the same thing. And it's not a spreadsheet. You know, it's not a rent roll. It's a hundred people, a hundred families that have experiences, that have emotions, that are looking for needs, that are there with their family. That's their safe home. So I feel like sometimes they don't think that. It's a person that breathes, that work nine to five, that come home, you know, that want to enjoy their apartment. 
So when you put yourself in their shoes, your perspective would change. You know, we're all human. It's not, we're not an Excel. We're just not a one, you know, um, a number, you know, we're, we're human beings. And um, I've seen that with many, many operators that I've worked with and I've leased their, their units and helped them increase occupancy. And um, I think that's what we need to get back to the basics. Okay. It's, it's, Build that relationship with your customer. Find out what how they feel, because you don't want them to leave your units because it's gonna take more. It's gonna take longer and it's gonna cost you more to find another tenant. So retention is is important, and that's what we're focusing on this year is retention. You know, so um, that's basically what I've seen in the last couple of years that I've been in this industry with operators. Well, I love this uh, the confidence. When it comes to operations, I remember in a prior interview, you mentioned, I think it was 144 unit that you just acquired. And, and you said, I knew I could get it leased up. I think that's a great feeling. It would be good, I think, if more operators would take the time to build the skills to have that sort of confidence. Yeah, I'm actually right now I'm, I'm building something where I'm able to see if I can maybe have a course and I'm building a course where I can kind of teach people teacher leasing consultants and I'm you know I want to grow um it is one of my passions I love what I do I truly truly feel like I'm not working um of course it takes a lot of me because we do have a lot of properties and of course more properties more problems and of course you know they you know they all need me you know so it's like I'm at the point where I have to start training and helping other people and how to you know, build these skills. Um, but it's not hard. It's it's actually fun when you when you really think about it. Um, it's just building relationships. But I feel like people are so tech savvy and everything's techy and everything's automated that um we forget, you know. Um there's someone out there that wants to, you know, want want to feel like you care, you know, especially if they're working so hard and they're paying their like, you know, you're asking them for three times their rent, one third of it is like it's going to you like it's the most expensive bill that they have on a monthly basis like when you think about it like that you want to do things differently for your customers that's huge well i'd like to give our audience uh, one last chance to get to know you before we go into our final seven so you uh you grew up in new york behind you if you're watching on youtube beautiful sunny downtown orlando <laughs> that you've made your home for over 20 years I'd like to ask you, when were you happiest in your life? The happiest in my life, um, I think it was uh, 2013. Um, I was actually, um, when I moved to Orlando, it was like a love-hate relationship with Orlando. I just, you know, I'm from New York. I like the cold, I like the weather. I was never happy here because I came at a young age and I just never felt like home. And I kind of just it kind of clicked to me after 2000, after, you know, I had some health issues and I kind of survived and I, and I really had time to like think within myself. And I think that year was when I'm like, you know what, Orlando's my home. I have to enjoy what I have, what I, you know, my mom brought me here for a reason. And I think that clicked for me where, wherever I'm at, embrace like the new things of life and not compare so a lot of people that relocate to Orlando they're always comparing you know so wherever you move or relocate oh well back home this and back home that and and these you know back home these people are like this and we act like this and it's like instead of comparing just embrace your new environment embrace the people around you 
And I think at two and in 2013 was like the best year because for me as a person, um, when I was, I was like, you know what, this is home. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to do everything that I can here. And I'm going to be a forever um, tourist and just enjoy all the new restaurants, all the new people that are coming and just be that source and that resource for people that just relocate here and just enjoy where God put me in. Right. And just, and I think that year, just my perspective change in life and enjoy my environment and the people around me. I love that wisdom here are going, or here we have seven more questions to help to get you to know Madeline Yao better. So if you could be known for only one thing, what would it be? Um, marketing, leasing, um, units, increasing occupancy and revenue. It's the greatest lesson in leadership you've learned as an entrepreneur. Do it yourself um, before you ask someone else to do it. What personal characteristic has been most pivotal to your success? Having faith within God, with him, everything is, is possible. Okay, so now we're going to switch it up a little bit. I've got some random question cards. Just tell me when to stop cutting the deck. Oh, yes. Okay. Stop. All right. Top of the, <laughs> top of the deck. Which celebrity would you most like to see in person? Um, oh, my God. I was just thinking of her yesterday. Um, Adrian. Adrian, she married um, the Christian singer. She's one of the um, the hosts for The Voice. I think it just came out a new show. Um, so Adrian, I don't know her name, Wahoten or something like that. But yeah, she she's. Um, I would love to meet her. I love her a YouTube channel, and I just love the way she lives her life, and she's so open and warm. And um, and I've seen her grow her family. So definitely, yeah, Adrian, I would love to meet you. What is one tip or trick that investors can implement in their businesses today? Um, that rent roll is, is there's people behind it. You know, customer service goes a long way when you care. Name a book that's helped to forge you as a leader and as an entrepreneur, and why? The Bible. I've uh, read 160 books in uh, 2019 and everything quoted the Bible. And they, um, so I just went to the source. So the Bible, there's, a, there's everything that you need there for leadership, Proverbs, how to manage your money. Um, so I seek that book every single day. Can you give us a quote to send our listeners out as leaders and entrepreneurs? A quote. One of my quotes is... Um, all right, jack of all trades, master of none. So I want to be um, focused on one thing. Excellent. And now I want to make sure everybody has an opportunity to reach you. So email, website, carrier pigeon, smoke signals. What is the best way to reach out to Madeline Yao? LinkedIn, Facebook. Yeah, and you can email me. You know, the, the most you can, you can find me is LinkedIn. LinkedIn um, and then Facebook for sure. Right, awesome. And that's well, just, I wanna... and this Madeline Yao, you know, just search me up. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to share 
your knowledge and experience with our audience. Thank you, Robert, for having me. I truly appreciate it. I know we've been trying to do this for a very long time, so I'm happy that we did it in the beginning of the 2024. Thank you. Glad we finally made it happen. <laughs>